All right, we have Miss Jessica on the line. I think she's on mute, but that's okay. <laughs> hey guys. Awesome. Welcome, beautiful lady. How are you today? Thank you, girl. Every day above ground is a good day. It's a good one. I love it. Uh, one of my friends says, every day is a uh, holiday, every meal is a feast. Mm, amen. He, he obviously does not have a toddler and eat a lot of um, goldfish crackers. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all about perspective, girl. That can be a feast for a toddler. I'm just saying. I, yeah, <laughs> feast for me. That's like my lunch four days out of the week. Awesome. <laughs> when I'm not dining with you, of course, at, at Field of Greens, which is delicious. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited to have you. So this is our inaugural kickoff call for our podcast and for our Facebook group, uh, Mighty Morsels. So I'm really excited to have you as our first guest. I could not think of anyone better. So thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be a part of this kickoff journey and I just can't wait to see where it takes you. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. I've learned a lot on this journey of just being here and serving the community um, and just seeing what people need support on and help with. And it's kind of a different direction than I thought we'd go, uh, but that's what makes it fun. So uh, I'm down for the journey. If you don't mind, I'd love for you to introduce yourself um, a little bit of your background and uh, then we can kind of plug in from there. Yeah, I would love to. So I am a retired nurse. I served in my community as a nurse for 17 years. I'm also a busy mama, a wife, a coach, and a woman who has a huge heart to serve communities just to be healthier. And my journey really started at a place of breakdown. Like they always say, like your breakdown point is also your breakthrough point. So don't be afraid of those breakdowns in this life. But it was a moment where I was exhausted. I was burned out of my job. I was a single mom at the time. Um, I just like felt guilt about everything. Like I'm not doing enough. I'm not being enough. I'm not making enough. I'm not feeding my children enough of the right things. Like I'm not giving them enough time. And I, I was exhausted, like physically, emotionally exhausted, but my brain refused to sleep. And I'm laying in bed and I'm scrolling Facebook. And I see this meme that says most parents would die for their children, but would you live for yours? And I was like, oh, ow. And like, I had a breakdown. I was just bawling in my bed because I was like, not this. I don't mm -hmm. know what, but not this. And that decision, that breakdown, that moment sent me on a trajectory to start exploring, if not this, then what? And how can I? And what's next? And what does that next... 2% look like for me today. And that led me to a complete change in careers. Like I retired from that nursing career and I'm a full-time coach from home. I'm able to prioritize time with my babies. I'm learning about like meal prepping and how to cook better because full transparency, I care a lot about healthy nutrition, but I'm not a cook. I don't like to cook. I don't want to take the time to cook. <laughs> Well, which like makes my... you great relatable to your, to your clients, because that's, you know, even if, even if I love to cook, which I do, it doesn't mean I always have time in between work and everything. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's just, it's, you know, they always say like you, un you overestimate what can, you can do in a year, but you underestimate what you can do in five. And it's been five years since that decision. And my whole life is different. And however I can add value to someone's day, girl, I'm in. That's what I was put here to do. It was so interesting. So since I've met you, I've just like, you're just like, people look at me and they say, you have really good energy. But when I met you, it was just overwhelming, um, like positivity, like very angelic, just high vibes, 
um, there to serve. It's a very different feel, right? When someone's there to serve and it, it comes across. So one kudos, cause it definitely, it definitely permeates like every facet of who you are. Um, but it's hard for me to ever think of a time when that wasn't you, or maybe it still was you. It was just being suppressed by you know exhaustion and different things. Um, that actually leads me to a question you mentioned you were in a place where you had a lot of like, it it's it came across in how you said it as maybe negative self-talk or like, um, am I doing this right? I'm not feeding them enough. I'm not doing this. I'm not getting them good enough food. And I I kind of equate that to parenthood. Like I feel like every parent <laughs> can relate to that facet. So I'm curious if like those thoughts are coming from a place of um, us as parents could not taking care of ourselves. Um, so where we could kind of quell or, or maybe uh, filter those out and have some peace of mind. So um, that was not one of our submitted questions. That's a selfish one, but as a coach um, and a friend of mine, could you tackle that one first, unpack that a little bit? Oh, that'd be amazing. You know what I've come to discover is that that negative self-talk, like 99.9% .9 of the time comes from a comparison game. And mm -hmm. I was like I said, scrolling Facebook, comparing my parenthood to somebody else's highlight reel, right? Like looking at all those pictures of those moms, like every time they post something, their kids look like they're ready for like their master family photo or, you know, seeing that mom who's constantly like, I just made my child broccoli. And I'm like, you're so freaking amazing. I'm not enough, right? Like it was, it was comparison that was causing all of this negative self-talk and the, the journey of motherhood, like there's no one way to be as a mom because there's mm -hmm. no one child, right? Every child is different and every child requires something different from you. And so looking back on that, I recognize that that feeling of not enoughness was ju just simply a game of comparison. And okay. what I know now is that every single child is unique. Every single parent is uniquely prepared to parent the child that they were given. And when you are that unique and that just like, comfortable in your uniqueness there's no such thing as comparison because we're all so incredibly unique that like that whole comparison game just like falls apart oh I feel like we could talk for hours like you just unpacked like like schooling for one in my mind for example or like how we choose to discipline or help our kids through things like it's like as kids, we, you know, ex, uh, express their uniqueness and we celebrate it. Um, but then, uh, you know, somewhere in the in the system, uh, we come to more value community and being like others. And so now those things that used to make us feel great about ourselves are, are points of differentiation that were like, this is how I define myself are now points of like contention or even like anxiety, which is so interesting. This parenthood journey, bro, it's like not for the faint of heart. It's pretty awesome. I love it. But it's a lot. <laughs> I always say, I wish there was a manual. And then I was like, no, actually I don't. Cause then I just compare myself to that too. Don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> okay. So I realize I'm probably putting like, like five years of like self-work into like a question, but that's what I do. So where, when your clients come to you and invariably, I'm sure a lot of them have this, like a lot of our, um, our community, uh, we're just like parents who are trying to make better decisions for our kids. But if I'm going to be honest, like, I think everybody has this to some degree. How do you help on that journey to start, um, to start, stop comparing yourself and to start being okay. And just saying, Hey, you are enough. You are showing up here. Like, where do you start people off? Oh my gosh, that is an amazing question. I often start people off with, what do you want more than anything? Like if failure wasn't an option, 
if money wasn't an issue, if you had all the time in the world, if you knew you couldn't fail, what do you want? Because that question removes all of those barriers that keep us trapped in this little box. And they allow that like soul from within to be like, me, pick me, pick me, right? Like it removes all of those obstacles that we see in our way. And then I like to ask that question, like, what about that specific thing that you desire is important to you? And there's a like a process called seven levels deep. That is not my process. It's Dean Graziosi. But I take that process and I just keep asking, why is that important to you? What about that is important to you? And what ends up happening is like all of those barriers and those lenses and those shoulds and those comparisons just kind of fall away until a point where people reach, like you'll see a tear, you'll see them like lean back in their chair. Like they'll have this moment where their energy is just like, like I have goosebumps thinking about it, right? Like there's that moment where the soul gets to speak and then we work from there. Equanimity. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're present yeah. now you've dropped back into yeah. your heart space that like inner yeah. child is finally like, okay, yes. like, I'm safe to come out like a turtle. Like I'm yeah. safe. It's okay. Exactly. Oh, that's beautiful. Exactly. So I'm, sh- I, I know how the human game works. So you being like this guru does not uh, mean that you don't have to go through all these things on your own path because I, I get it. Um, it's amazing, right? Whenever I meet someone who's like super skilled or adept in something, they're like, don't think I don't have to go through the same crap. I still Girl, have here's the deal. to deal here's with. <laughs> I don't say I'm not a guru. I've just screwed everything up more than you have. That's my only magic. <laughs> I love it. No, it, it, it like, you can just tell the difference when someone just really lives it. And like, I see the results in your kids and it's great. Like, I'm just blessed. You're part of our community. Really, really love it. So understanding that you probably have to go through the same self-work that your clients do. What are like one or two of the uh, daily practices that you do um, to, to help keep you in that space of where you can really show up and now really make decisions from the right place and not be comparative and just be right. So I'm going to go a little nerdy science with this one. So this is like, it's, it's a feeling thing. And we know that we get, get caught up in our feelings when our minds are like hamster wheels. Like, I got to do this and I have to do this. And this is going on. That's going on. And this person, that person, this bill, la, 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 right? Like we just get all up in our head about everything in life. And girl, life now than when we were kids is completely different, right? It's complete. The pace is different. The technology is different. And so one of the things that I do daily is I just check in with myself. And I check that hamster brain. And oftentimes when I get stuck in that, just like, it's the, it's the basal ganglia part of our brain, right? It's the lower yeah. part of our brain. Yeah. And it's yeah. the part of our brain that is designed to react quickly. It's our programming. But mm-hmm. the thing about it is like, when humans were first designed, it was reacting to like mountain lions, right? Yeah, and right. That were going to kill us. And right. now we're like, somebody didn't like my post on Facebook. And now all of a sudden our body is behaving like we're being chased by a mountain lion. Right. It's it's getting yourself out of that lower part of your brain by like taking a breath because breathing changes your entire energy. So, right. Like just slow down, take that breath. Mm -hmm. What am I feeling right now? Let it move through my body so that I can get myself into my prefrontal cortex where I can now the make a new human brain, yeah, a rational thinking decision instead of reacting from the hamster wheel. And that is like, I am a retired ER nurse, right? So, one of my gifts and my curses is that I'm 
20 minutes ahead of everything because somebody's going to die, right? Like that's my, my programming. But mm-hmm. I realized that I don't have to live in that energy. I can take a breath and I can be present right now, even yep. if the house is burning down. Yep. Take a breath, be present, grab the kids, grab the dogs out the door, right? Like we're not, it's uh, stress is not optional in this life, but our perception of it and how we navigate it is where we gain our power. So they say like life is 90% how you react and 10% what happens to you. You know, it's interesting. Like I can even, I I think there's so many little Easter eggs of one thing in life you can compare to everything else, like a microchasm. But even think of like at the gym, I can't tell you how many times I've done abs or a certain muscle group. And it's like, you can just sit there all day and listen to a podcast and just pump away and like nothing, but you have to really have that mind muscle connection. And so they call it, you know, in fitness to really feel, and it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of quantum physics, right? Like the particle and the wave, like your, it's your attention that takes the task and turns it into, um, something that's actually accomplishing something, whether than it, instead of just going through the motions. So what you said there that I really liked, cause I meditate, I, I try and do those things, but something just clicked for me when you said that is you kind of have to be present enough in that moment to make the mind the mind mind connection in order to Mm -hmm. really have a have a purpose to that breath because a lot of times I'll take a breath um or my two-year-old is great that he'll take a breath if he's upset and he'll say I'm I'm happy now I'm okay now but it's like (laughs) there's an intention to the thing and that's what's allowing you to get the result because if you were to be stressed out which I've done many times and I've taken like several breaths I'm like I'm still stressed out (laughs) because there wasn't that intention to the breath, which I think is amazing. And because I know a lot of our parents have toddlers like me, I find this so fascinating. Like this thing you just talked about with the, you know, the reptilian brain and then the, you know, the mammalian frontal cortex, which is the later human brain. Like you think of the classic toddler grocery store situation, the kids have meltdown. He's had his cookie from Publix and he's just freaking out on sugar and he's starving. He's probably overtired. And now he's going into, you know, reptilian brain because you're until you're four and five, you don't have that frontal brain. But the interesting thing is what happens to so many of us, and I'm not, you know, I'm not out of this group because it's happened to everybody, mm-hmm. that now you are faced with a parent, you're faced with that dilemma. Do I drop into my reptilian brain and I react and I'm all like blah, blah, blah? Or do I take a second to say, okay, this is not ideal. However, I can do this. And I've really watched like my husband and I go through that process as we've raised Gabriel. And it's like, wow, it's like a thing. <laughs> it's like a it's test a of her. It's like, like a badge. You know, <laughs> something I do want to point out though, is that toddlers are our greatest teachers at how to release emotions. Because what that toddler is doing is they're reacting. They have an emotion. What are they doing? They're giving it a sound, they're giving an emotion, and they're allowing that emotion to flow through their body, and it's coming out in the form of a freaking tantrum. However, if you took lessons from that, right, when you are stuck in your basal ganglia, throw yourself on the freaking floor, scream, flail around 60 to 90 seconds, that emotion is out of your body, and now you're free to get into the prefrontal cortex. So feeling the feels is the key that allows you to move. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so yeah. awesome. So we suppress you. it and we yeah. hold it. Like you said, we're being chased by the the tiger and t- the entire day. The office manager says something, it pisses us off this, you know, it's like, we're just yeah. a walking yeah. like yeah. time bomb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
That's and awesome. we've learned how to suppress it with food and sugar and Amazon and Netflix and like insert stupid thing here. And Everything. next thing you know, you're like, I just wasted my whole life on Netflix. I just blew my entire, like now I can't pay rent because I've got all this. Again, that's another conversation for like a whole nother wormhole. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But We're going to be doing the, more of these now, for sure. Yeah. Those are the maladaptive strategies that we've created because we just, we don't know what we don't know. We haven't been taught how to keep up in this world that has changed so quickly. Wow. And we don't have the tools. That's how, that's how I really felt as you were saying yeah. that is like, yeah. we try and give our kids the tools. We just don't have them. That's part of my, <laughs> my vision with this, this brand is not just to create like healthy, wholesome snacks, but to create infrastructure and support systems for parents to have access to people like you and, and, and fitness instructors and people to give them some modalities and tools on this journey of parenthood. It's like in the last five years, it's become very popular here. Like I'm on a, I'm on a health journey. I'm on my fitness journey. And I really yeah. think as we focus more on mental health and mental wellness and like self-identity, that's going to be a thing. Like the parenting journey is, it's one of the most, you know, it's the largest portion of your life. It's probably one of the most impactful. You're literally raising and coming through you the next generation. Uh, it's it's very interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. And I think this is a timely you know, a timely topic for sure. Yeah. Well, and a little nugget about the journey is when you release attachment to the destination and you settle into the fact that your entire life is one big, long freaking journey, you enjoy it a whole lot more because then you don't get stuck in like, well, I'm on this journey. And when I get to the destination, then I can be happy. Then I can be fit. Then I can be what insert thing here. If I get to the journey, mm -hmm. then. So when you just like release the destination, and stand solid in the fact that like this journey doesn't end, then it just gives you that peace to like be present, create the next step, enjoy the process instead of being so attached to the destination. Because as soon as the destination comes, you know, there's going to be another one. Right. Cause it's, it, cause there's really, yeah. Cause these are like fabricated <laughs> things in our minds that we think make us happy for 15 seconds and then we're on to the next. Yeah. Humans are an interesting animal, aren't we? My Lord. Um, okay. So I, I love that you went there because I feel like that's something that we hear all the time from people who are living very happy lives, but you equally hear that very similar sentiment from people who are, um, it's empty, right? Like they're coaches and it's like, this is what you should do. But I think people really struggle with that. So I wonder, and it's not really a question. It's more of like an introspection thing. What makes that different between the people who really embrace and utilize it and use it as a tool. And then the people who like go through the motions, I think it might be what we said earlier, but I, I see both and they both, they both um, promote the same thing, but the, um, the end result feels very different. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you, if you notice that, like everyone tells you like, yeah. enjoy the journey. It's not, it's not the, uh, the destination. It's, it's the journey that matters, but then mm -hmm. you see those people and they're obviously not, they're obviously not enjoying the journey. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think where that conflict happens in our mind is we have all these like overlying themes of like success and goal getter and mom boss and mompreneur, right? Like we see all these cool things and inherent to all of that is like setting goals, crushing goals, hustling for goals. And the goal is always the end. The goal mm -hmm. is always the destination. And that is what creates like all that pressure. Like I should do more. I'm not enough. I could be. And we also talk about like levels of language, right? Like should to, have to, need to are push states. They're subordination states. They're states of 
stress and oftentimes disconnection from your true values, like the things that bring the most joy. So when you catch yourself saying, I should to, I need to, I have to, pause, time out. Let's talk about why should you, why do you feel like you have to, why do you think you need to, who told you you needed to? And then when you catch yourself using language like get to, want to, love to, now we're talking. Now there's alignment. Mm-hmm. Now there's coherence, right? Like I am loving the process of writing a book right now in my life. But for a long time, I was like, I should write a book. I need to write a book. I have to write a book. It's no wonder why that book didn't happen. Because mm-hmm. it was a push. It was a subordinate. It was coming from someplace that wasn't authentic and in alignment to where I was in that season of my life. And there was a creative, like the creativity component that's like, I own this. I get to do this. I'm excited to do this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We don't stop being kids just because we're not kids anymore. Right. Like that, that play is still there. We beat the crap out of it with, you know, school and and work and all of that. And you suppress (laughs) it with sugar and alcohol and insert thing. But yeah, we call that fun when we're an adult. It's like, let's just go load up on sugar and alcohol and call that a good time. I mean, I do enjoy it. I'm not going to lie, but there's balance. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. That's so cool. You're, you're wonderful. Um, I would love to be able to continue this conversation um, and maybe do this again at a cadence and give it access to our community. But before we wrap, if you could uh, let our people know where to find you, um, I know I would want to know more. I'm sure a lot of them will as well. Yeah. Uh, Facebook is the easiest place to find me. Um, Jessica Smith Dos Santos on Facebook. We can put my link on the, in the comments. Um, and just shoot me, send me a friend request, shoot me a message. Like I'm an open book. If there's any way that I can leverage the custom curriculum of pain and mistakes and challenges and mentors and all the things that might add value to your journey, just let me know how I might be able to serve you because it would be my pleasure to pass on what's already been gifted to me. God, you're awesome. I love it. Uh, well, I've gotten a few comments as we've um, as we've been awesome. talking, so I know that a few of our uh, a few of our community already have questions for you. So we're definitely going to do this again, um, awesome. but with love and appreciation. I, I say yeah. thank you, and I want to let you, if you don't, if you would bless us um, with this, wrap up with your favorite um, tagline that I just love. My favorite tagline. That you always say when we leave. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I knew where you were going with this. Yeah, I always say, until the next perfect time. It's so good. Feel free to steal that. Call it your own. Oh, every human needs one of those. It's like so cute. Well, like walking out of lunch, she's like, until the next perfect time. I'm like, that was so boss. I need something like that. I I actually like I heard somebody else say it and I was like, oh, Oh. that's magic. And it just you crush it. Something I say. So feel free to steal it. Until the God, next you're the best. Video. Absolutely. Well, until the next perfect time, you beautiful lady. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>